Welcome to the Money Answer Show with host Jordan Goodman. Whether you are starting out, deep into your retirement, or somewhere in between, the Money Answer Show has the know-how to help you. Now here's your host, Jordan Goodman. Welcome to the Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guests this hour are Joseph DeSalvo and Marie Matteritz. They are both with Quest Capital and Risk Management. Joe is the president of Quest, and Marie is a financial planner at Quest Capital. Welcome to the Money Answer Show to both of you. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thanks, Jordan. Thanks for having us. Let's just start with a little bit of background. Start with you, Marie. Just a little bit of your history and coming to where you are today. Sure. Actually, um, I wanted to be a teacher when I first left school, but I remember my dad saying in the early 80s, I'd never get a job. I'd end up selling shoes in the mall. So I ended up pivoting. I went into the banking industry. Um, I worked for Bankers Trust for a while. I also worked at a small savings bank, which we took public right amidst the savings and loan crisis. I then um, stayed at home for a few years with my kids. My husband and I both worked down in the financial district, and during 9-11, it didn't feel comfortable to have both of us within a small geographical area. So I came home. I started a women's investment club with the nursery school moms. And during that, I realized, wow, there's a real lack of financial, personal financial education in the U.S. school system. And I finally got to learn a little bit and be able to teach my other club members about personal financial planning and building a portfolio for your own personal use. And I loved it. And I ended up in uh, around 2007 coming to work with Joe. And shortly thereafter, we had the great recession and financial crisis. Um, and now here we are today. And I say that because not every day is a great day, but almost all days are good days. And I love what I do. I love helping people. I'm passionate about it. And it, it fills my cup. I think it fills both of our cups. Excellent. And Joe, give us your brief history as well and how you got to where you are today. Yeah, I, I, I did it right out of school, Jordan. Um, you know, I wasn't sure really what I wanted to do, and I, I really wound up in the industry by default, uh, very fortunately for me, and it was 1987. Um, I opted to start out selling life insurance, believe it or not, because in looking at, you know, going down the brokerage road or, or working for an insurance company, I just felt that the, the training was going to be better uh, on the insurance side of things. I stayed there for about five or six years. I was fortunate to um, get along, you know, come across along the way two mentors uh, that really took me under their wing and, and really started to kind of help me to understand what personal financial planning was all about. And then in 1997, I want to say it was January 1 of 97, I opened Quest Capital and Risk Management and have really never, ever looked back. It's been a great career on, on a lot of levels for me. So let's start with a broad view. We're talking about retirement, retirement planning, how to get income in retirement. <clears throat> so a lot of baby boomers are hitting retirement. I think it's something like 10,000 a day turned 65. In your experience, are most people pretty well ready for retirement or most people are not ready for retirement in, in, in what you're seeing with your clients? I, I think it's a toss up. Um, I think for our clients, they are ready. 
Um, I, I think where for the general public, and we do a lot of public events over the years, and so we have a lot of prospective clients that we talk to, you know, whether it's one-on-one or whether we talk to them in groups. And I think it, for that group of people, it really is a toss-up. Um, some of them have probably accumulated what they need to be ready for retirement. But for a multitude of reasons, they put off the development of a retirement income plan. And then the other half of the people, you know, in our informal study here, I would say understand that they have probably not prepared as well as they should have prepared. And they want to put off planning um, because they just think somehow it's going to take care of itself. And they're the people that need it the most, probably. Um, as far as our clients go, um, they come to us and they're pretty much hardwired whereby they've been great savers over the course of their lifetime and their careers and they understand that they've got one retirement and one retirement only and as such they would never go into that phase of their life with the stakes as high as they are without the development of some sort of plan. So Marie, the big problem today is interest rates are so incredibly low. I mean, basically zero at the bank, or maybe a little bit more than that, but not not getting very much from bank CDs or secure kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Are people concerned, worried about taking more risk in order to get a higher yield? There's always that trade-off between risk and return. When people have capital, but they need to earn the income from it, how do people do that? Well, I think for our clients, it's all about, as we mentioned, developing the plan. And part of what we always do is we make sure our clients really understand the risk in their portfolio. And it's understanding that some thoughtful percentage of stock in that portfolio is really what's going to get you to have an income that grows through the through the decades and keeps pace with inflation. Whatever that thoughtful percentage is, it's different for each person. But you're right, right now there is no um, way of generating a good income if you're keeping cash in the bank. So your book is called Income for Life, The Retiree's Guide to Creating Income from Savings. So let's start with one good idea of how people who have savings, it's been in the bank, it's safe but it's not earning anything, could start creating a, a flow of income once they've retired. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, the, the, the main premise of the book is using savings to convert it to a paycheck and a paycheck that's going to grow over time. And when we spend a good bit of time in the book on that, that very subject. So really, the, the first thing that I think about when you, you think about setting up an income plan for people is what we call buckets of money that we talk about in the book. And buckets of money really is nothing more than an income strategy that's going to allow a client to produce a predictable and steady stream of income. The strategy ultimately allows the client to manage all the five risks unique to a retiree. Most of them are just thinking about market risk, Jordan. They also need to consider withdrawal risk. They need to consider tax risk. They need to consider inflation and longevity risk as well. So the strategy allows them to effectively manage all five of those risks so that they can invest their money in such a way that their income is going to grow over time. And ultimately what this really means is as as people's expenses grow year in and year out, what we see all the time over the last 20 some odd years is their income is growing right alongside with it. Let's talk about the current situation as we're in right now. We've had uh, this pandemic coming out of nowhere. 
the markets fell really sharply. They were recovered, but they've fallen pretty sharply from the peaks. Uh, 36 million people out of jobs. A lot of people are probably being forced to retire earlier than they expected, involuntarily. What are you telling people in this current situation about how to plan and how to make the transition to retirement when they might not have thought of doing it so early? Yeah, that's, that's interesting. And first we want to say that there, it's a tough situation. So if all of a sudden you're in your peak earning years, thereby your peak saving years, and now all of a sudden you're furloughed, we think take it from the point where you're going to look at and think about, all right, this is the worst case scenario. I might not be going back to work. I might not be going back to work in a salary that's equal or a, a comparable to what I was making. And we're, we're telling people, you need to assess where you are right now. The first thing to do, the first thing is what we call our three numbers. Really think about what does your, what do your lifestyle cost you today? Really go through line by line and paint the most realistic picture possible. And interesting, a lot of people don't really have that number at the tip of their fingers. Then they want to think about, all right, once they assessed what that is, they can start doing some, that one number is how they base all future planning on. The, other, the second number of the three numbers is how, is how are those costs going to grow over time due to, due to inflation? And oftentimes, people are very surprised by this, but if it's, you need $100,000 a year coming in the door today, by the end of your retirement, it's probably going to need to be closer to about 250000 And the third one is figure out what is that number going to look like before taxes. So if you need to remove 50000 from a pre-tax retirement account, such as an IRA or 401k, what do you actually have to withdraw to account for taxes that are being withheld? Once you have those three numbers, you can really assess where am I today, what do I need to do to move forward, and how am I going to course correct? So it's difficult to make those kind of calculations in the middle of a panic, which is what probably a lot of people are right now. How do you take the emotion out of it? What you're talking about is very rational, but there's an emotion going on now. How do you take the emotion out of it? I don't know if you can take the emotion out of it for some people, Jordan. If you're 55 and to Marie's point, you're in your peak earning years and in your peak saving years, I think that's a pretty stressful time. But you have to you have to really make a conscious choice between reaction versus responding. And the best way that somebody that's been laid off a of furlough, the best thing that they could do for themselves is respond by starting to understand those three numbers because then from those three numbers, you can start to make other decisions. Very good. We're going to take a break. Uh, this is Jordan Goodman of the Money Answer Show. My guests for this hour are Joe DeSalvo and Marie Mataritz. Uh, she is the financial planner and he is the president of Quest Capital and Risk Management. Uh, you can find out more at their website, which is questcapitalmanagement.com. They've also just come out with a book called Income for Life, The Retiree's Guide to Creating Income from Savings. The website for that is IncomeForLifeBook.com. We'll be back after this. If you're a business owner, chances are you're reevaluating the way you do business now amidst the coronavirus pandemic. Establishing an online presence is not optional. It's mandatory if you're going to survive. Pivoting quickly is hard enough, but finding the people to make it happen can seem like a full-time job. 
Fiverr's freelancing platform helps you find the right talent to build your online presence fast. Finding the right freelancer can be time-consuming and frustrating, not to mention expensive. There are so many factors like how much will it cost and how can you make sure they're going to deliver. Fiverr lets you hire freelancers with proven track records and clear pricing so you're never in the dark. Whether it's building your first website or designing social graphics to celebrate years in business, Fiverr connects you with the talent you need to keep moving forward. I've used Fiverr several times, and the people I picked always came through at very reasonable prices. Just today, actually, I was working with a website designer in Pakistan who's helping me put together a website from scratch that's going to accomplish exactly what I need. I found a photographer in New York who is very professional and took a bunch of pictures of me that I'm now using on my website. Fiverr connects businesses with freelancers offering hundreds of digital services, including graphic design, copywriting, web programming, film editing, voiceovers, and music. Find what you're looking for instantly, since you can search by service, deadline, price, reviews, and more. You know exactly what you're paying for up front. There are no hourly rates or negotiating. Payment is released to the freelancer once you approve the work. Fiverr offers 24-7 customer service if you need help. They offer quality talent you can count on since the sellers have worked for some of the most influential brands in the world, including Google, Netflix, and PayPal. Review seller ratings and buyer feedback to select the right freelancer based on your budget. Find your talent today at Fiverr.com and receive 10% off your first order by using my code ANSWERS. It's so easy. Find all the digital services you need in one place at F-I-V-E-R-R.com and use the code ANSWERS. Again, that's Fiverr.com, code ANSWERS. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Many industries have been revolutionized by technology in the last decade. Books, music, TV, communications, and now it's happening to our money and the way we pay. Tune in to Breaking Banks with Brett King for a look at how technology and customer behavior will bring about more changes in banking in the next 10 years than in the last 200 years. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific on Voice America Business Channel or on AM 1160 The Voice. You'll never look at your bank account the same again. Your leadership journey must be a continuous process of education and improvement. If you think you've learned all you need to know, think again. Find out the latest from contemporary authors on topics from character to values and everything in between. Discover insights into servant leader fundamentals along with your host, Tom Crea. Tune into Your Evolving Leadership Journey, Mondays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time and 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. We're always talking business. 
talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guests this hour are Joseph DeSalvo, who is president of Quest Capital and Risk Management, and the financial planner, uh, Marie Mataritz, uh, who's the financial planner at Quest Capital and Risk Management, their website, questcapitalmanagement.com, and the website for their book is called Income for Life, and the website is incomeforlifebook.com. Welcome back to both of you. Thank you. Thank you. We just quickly want to go through the main risks that people have to deal with and the best way to deal with them. The first one is market risk, and obviously they've seen that lately with the market dropping sharply but then rebounding sharply. How are people supposed to deal with all the volatility of the markets these days? I Great think, question. Yeah, that's a good question, Jordan. And and obviously, the best that you can do is you can manage market risk. And the way we have learned to manage that over time, whereby there's no surprise and where there's no surprises and there's no panic is clearly once a client understands their asset allocation decision, meaning how much they have in stock versus how much in bonds and cash, it's it, it's pretty knowable what things will look like when markets turn down either on a normal basis or markets turn down sharply. So the best way to manage market risk is to know it's going to happen. It's not a question of if, it's just when, and it's to be prepared for what it's going to look like both emotionally and financially when it does happen. And the thing that we hear all the time, because there's a lot of client work going on in response to COVID-19 in our office right now, what we're consistently hearing from our clients is that they were prepared and there's no surprises. And while they may be concerned about the value of their portfolios, they were prepared going into this. So that's kind of, I think, the best way to handle market risk. It's not about getting rid of it per se. So should you put in stop loss orders or something to protect you against the big downturn. I mean, in, in 2008, when the market was down 45, 50%, you didn't know it was going to happen in advance, but had you done stop-loss orders or something like that, it might have helped. Do you recommend those kind of things to, to prevent losses? We do not. Uh, and we do not because it really, uh, stop-loss orders is a form of market timing. And market timing, according to all the empirical evidence, does not work. It's great to get them out via stop-loss. It's an emotional stop-gap, if you will. But then they're faced very much with, when do I re-enter the market? Uh, and as you know, um, usually the market turns up long before people are emotionally willing to get in. So. Um, based upon all the empirical data and evidence that's out there, market timing doesn't work, so we don't engage in that with our clients. The, the next big risk is tax risk. So at the moment, tax rates are about the lowest they've been in a long time. People think tax rates are going to go up. But how are they going to be able to raise taxes on a very weak economy with millions and millions of people unemployed? What, what do you expect coming forward in tax policy under these circumstances? Well, there's there's what we know uh, and there's what we can speculate. <clears throat> so what we know is that when tax cut when the Tax Cut and Jobs Act of 2017 was introduced, we were in some of we, we are currently as a result of that law in some of the lowest tax rates we've ever seen in the history of this country, number one. 
What we know is that that law will expire at the end of 2025. It will sunset and we will go back to, hopefully we'll just go back to the pre-Tax Cut and Jobs Act of 2017. So the opportunity between here and the end of 2025 is pretty significant. Most people, when they look at, let's say they're in a 12% bracket today under TCJA, when that law expires, it automatically goes to a a 15% bracket. Most people think that's a 3% difference. It is, in fact, a 25% difference. So, you know, there's a big opportunity over the next few years So we know they're certainly going higher and they're going significantly higher, although it just appears to be a few percentage points. Then you've got to look at reality. Prior to COVID, we had a a huge amount of debt out there. Uh, Now with COVID, we've tacked on another three or four trillion dollars and maybe even more depending upon the, the newest bill that just came down. You really have to plan on higher taxes, if not significantly higher taxes in the future to pay for this debt at some point. Um, and, and we think taxes are a straddle risk. And when I say a straddle risk, what I mean is it's a short term as well as a long term risk. And what we find ourselves doing, not because of COVID, but certainly because of the Tax Cut and Jobs Act and COVID just makes it a little sweeter, if you will. One of the most positive ways that you can respond is by doing partial Roth conversions. Okay. Uh, the next risk you talk about is inflation. So we just had an inflation number last week that there was the lowest level of inflation ever recorded. And people say that the big issue is not inflation, but deflation, gas prices, all kinds of things are falling. So is something, is, is inflation really something we have to worry about in this current environment? I think you have to look at inflation when you're talking about retirement planning over a longer term not just what's happening today. And I think when you're planning for retirement that lasts 20 to 30 years, you have to factor inflation in. Think about your property taxes 20 years ago. These are some of the uh, fluctuations and and how costs will rise over this long term. And to tell you the truth, this is a new, we're in uncharted waters. We've never had retirees living such active, healthy lives for as almost as many years as they've been working. So inflation is very important. You have to have a plan in place over the long term to grow your income. So what yeah, is the I way to do that? What is the way to hedge yourself against the inflation you see coming? I'm sorry, Jordan? But what is your way of hedging against the inflation you see coming? Well, you know, the only proven way to hedge against inflation is to have a healthy dose of equity as part of your portfolio stock, in, in other words, as, you know, as, as a result of your portfolio, because we absolutely know, uh, because these are just the facts also, we know well, you're not getting anything on cash in the bank and you're getting very little in the terms of, you know, anything that's fixed income, you know, in, in, in the bond market. But what we know about both of those things, even if we were in a more favorable environment for them, when you really look at those two asset classes relative to inflation, they lose ground. So, you know, you got to have cash and you've got to have bonds, but stocks are the only proven hedge against inflation over periods, over longer periods of time. The next risk is longevity risk, people living longer than they expect. Again, how can you plan, if you think you're going to live till 70 and you end up in your 90s, a lot of people are going to run out of money. How do you plan on living longer? 
I think I think when you build the plan, you have to assume people are going to reach. Uh, I think right now we plan for men to be 89 and women to be 93. And I think in, over the next couple of years, we're probably going to have to raise those years. And longevity risk is not only living as long as we're living. It's also understanding that although you may spend less on lifestyle expenses as you get into that advanced age, what comes more and more on line is healthcare expenses and healthcare expenses inflate quicker than regular inflation. So it's having a plan if we're going to live into our 90s, knowing that healthcare costs are going to become a bigger and bigger part of our expenses and making sure we have a plan for it. And the final risk is withdrawal risk. So that's the, the rate at which you take money out of your account. Is that right? And how do you uh, manage withdrawal risk? Well, it could be the rate at which you take money out of your account for sure. But the way we think about withdrawal risk, and this is the most damaging risk in an environment like this, this is where I've got to take money out of my portfolio. Let's say I've got to take $50,000 out a year, and you've not planned for markets going down the way they've gone down currently. Now, all of a sudden, you could find yourself into in a situation where I need that $50,000 to support my, you know, the, the needs of my life, if you will, and you're having to sell securities at a loss. That's what we mean by withdrawal risk. And the way we manage that is we segregate typically two to three years worth of planned cash flows, meaning that if you need to take $50,000 out a year, we're going to put $100,000 to $150,000 in something that's very, very conservative, won't make a lot of money, but won't lose a lot of money either. And so now when, you're, when the market goes down, your income is unaffected and you're not being forced to sell things at an inopportune time because you just can't make up those losses once you lock them in. You're based in Long Island. Do you deal with clients all over the country? We do. Mm-hmm. And so if people want to find out more about what you offer, is there like an intake form at questcapitalmanagement.com? There is. We have two intake forms that we use with a prospective client, Jordan. Okay. One's, at, one's at questcapitalmanagement.com, and uh, there is also one on incomeforlifebook.com. Very good. Okay, we're going to take another break. This is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guests this hour are Joseph DeSalvo and Marie Madaritz. Uh, Madaris, sorry about that. <laughs> their website is questcapitalmanagement.com. Uh, their new book is called Income for Life, The Retiree's Guide to Creating Income from Savings. The website for the book is incomeforlifebook.com. We'll be back after this. I'd like to tell you about a new app I've recently signed up for called Masterclass. It offers 75 exclusive classes on a wide variety of topics, all taught by world-class masters at the top of their fields. Each class is broken out into individual cinema-quality video lessons and downloadable materials, which you can explore at your own pace. You can access your Masterclasses on your Android or Apple phone, computer or Apple TV, or Amazon Fire TV. Some lessons show you how to execute a specific technique, such as cooking or shooting a basketball. Others give you the master's insight in their craft, which can be translated across many disciplines. For example, learn from Bob Iger, the CEO of Disney, who teaches business strategy, or Annie Leibovitz, who teaches photography. I tried several classes, and my favorites were Bob Woodward on investigative reporting and Chris Voss, uh, FBI hostage negotiator, 
on the art of negotiation. These people teach from their real-life experiences, which is what makes it so helpful and credible. Most lessons last just 10 or 15 minutes. In addition to the video lessons, Masterclass provides you with downloadable lesson recaps and supplemental materials. For example, cooking classes come with recipes and guides that look like a high-level cookbook. Users give Masterclass an average of 4.7 out of 5, but just in case you're not satisfied, you can get a full refund within 30 days of signing up for an annual all-access pass. I highly recommend you check it out. Get unlimited access to every Masterclass, and as a Money Answer Show listener, you get 15% off the annual all-access all pass. Go to masterclass.com slash money. That's masterclass.com slash money for 15% off Masterclass. Expand your world and knowledge with Masterclass. Stocks, bonds, investment opportunities, financial news, and talk. We can help. Call us now toll-free, 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Do you or someone you love have a life insurance policy that's no longer needed or not affordable? Did you know that you can sell your policy for cash? Your reason for buying life insurance has probably changed. Thousands of Americans turn to life insurance settlements to help sell their policies. They act as your representative, getting the highest market offer for you. You've got nothing to lose by simply inquiring. If you're over 64 with $100,000 or more of life insurance, you may already qualify. Call 877-485-6681 to get your free non-binding appraisal or visit FundingLife.com. Life Insurance Settlements. Discover the true value of your life insurance. 877-485-6681. Jordan Goodman is an affiliate. He recognizes quality solutions, forming relationships to help improve the lives of his listeners. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guests this hour are Joseph DeSalvo and Marie Mataritz uh, of uh, Quest for Capital and Risk Management based in Smithtown, New York. You can find out more at their website, questcapitalmanagement.com. Welcome back to both of you. Thank you, Jordan. So we talked about the five risks of planning for retirement, market risk, tax risk, inflation, longevity, and withdrawal risk. What strategy do you use to uh, kind of manage those risks? You know, we have something that we use, and this is interesting, we've been taking teaching retirement courses for decades. And this is the one thing students and clients always remember, and that's buckets of money. And when we look at those five risks, we have withdrawal risk and market risk, and they're more longer-term risks. Shorter-term. I'm sorry, shorter-term risks. 
Taxes, as Joe mentioned before, is the straddle risk. And then on the longer term, we have inflation and longevity. And so we, we tell clients, think of three buckets of money, three time segmented buckets of money. The first bucket is that income bucket, and that's where we keep the two to three years of planned cash flow. So to Joe's point before, if you need 50000 a year coming out of your portfolio, we would keep anywhere from fifty to 150000 in that income bucket. Why we do that is because regardless of what the markets are doing, whether, whether they're up or down, that income that we take out of that income bucket can be consistent and stable. That's how we manage that withdrawal risk, having to withdraw from a portfolio that's going down in value. It's also how we manage the market risk. Again, we, we, we manage it to some point. In bucket number two, this is where the bulk of your money will go. And it's going to be invested as to your asset allocation decision, meaning your percentage of stocks to bonds to cash. What we want, bucket number two has two very important rules. Uh, roles. It has to grow over time because we need to help handle inflationary risk. It also needs to refill bucket number one at appropriate times. At the end of last year, markets were very high. We didn't know if they were going to go higher or lower. All we knew, there were growth in the market. So we refilled all our clients' income bucket. Well, boy, right now we're feeling very happy that we did that because as markets have fallen, we don't have to go into their invested part of their portfolio to create the income that we knew they needed. And then the last bucket, we call this um, the long-term bucket. And what we do there is we put an amount in that we know we're not going to touch for a long time. This kind of acts as an emergency bucket. This is something that we can invest a little bit more aggressively. And this is kind of our life happens button bucket. We don't know if there's going to be an unplanned health crisis in the future. We don't know if things are going to turn out very differently than we planned or assumed for. So having these three buckets enables us to handle the withdrawal risk and market risk. Bucket number two is inflation and bucket number three is that longevity risk. And are you Taxes? putting money in individual securities or mutual funds or managed accounts? What, what uh, techniques do you use in the three different buckets? It's uh, it, it's it's situational based mm-hmm. upon the clients, um, you know, the client's circumstances. But in in uh, what we would call qualified accounts, that's your IRA, your four hundred one k, you know, those pre tax accounts slash tax deferred accounts. We like index funds. Specifically, we like exchange traded funds for all the the reasons that you always hear about. Um, on the other side of things, where we're dealing in the non-qualified side of a client's wealth, meaning that that's you know typically a brokerage account, it's subject to taxes each and every year. We prefer individual securities there because it gives us a lot more control over tax implications on a year-over-year basis. Um, one of the most impactful things you can do for a retired client is really blend income streams in such a way that you produce the least amount of tax possible. Because if we produce the least amount of tax possible, we're maximizing income, we're not taking as much out of savings, and their savings will last longer. Uh, We also do a lot of partial Roth conversions. And so having control on the taxable side of their balance sheet becomes very important to us. You're talking about individual securities for income. Lots of companies 
their business dried up and they've been cutting their dividends. Is that something you're concerned about is getting into company? Even though they may have had a good long-term track record of paying and raising dividends, that may be changing now. Are you concerned about a lot of companies cutting dividends? I think we're concerned about a whole lot of things, Jordan. But ultimately, you know, I think the, the, the real value of planning, if you will, is you don't really ever know what's going to happen. And we will, you know, as if, if and when that happens, it's just about intelligently responding and orienting around that plan to make the necessary adjustments. But yes, that is a concern. Whether or not we're going to have to actually act on that concern remains to be seen. Okay. Talking about concerns, let's talk about Social Security. So uh, we have more and more baby boomers collecting and fewer people paying in. Mm -hmm. The actuarial projections do not look good and that the baby boom is going to get bigger and bigger and the people supporting them are going to get smaller and smaller. People are saying on top of that, you now have these gargantuan deficits. We're adding $3 trillion, another $3 trillion, and something's got to give. And entitlements is the most obvious place we can raise real money. Do you think Social Security is going to have to go through a major change because of what we're going through right now and what people should expect out of it? Well, I, I do think that there's going to be some change at some point in the future because there's got to be some change at some point in the future. I, I also think that, um, and this is prior to COVID-19 and a few trillion dollars more in, in the hole that we went, but prior to COVID-19, when you look at the last trustees report, uh, that the government produces, the OASDI trustees report, the system was still 100% funded through the year 2035. And then from 2035 on, it was funded to the tune of about 75%, if memory serves me correctly. Um, that is not to be taken lightly. But with that said, there is any number of fixes that they could look at that will really help to correct that problem and we've got time to correct that problem. Um, I think that it's a problem. I think it's an overstated problem in the sound bites and my bigger concern with Social Security always is, and I had this conversation at a, at a, at a, a socially responsible and distanced backyard party over the weekend. It is those sound bites that people make decisions sometimes on and they, they turn on their Social Security benefit too early based upon conventional wisdom or rules of thumb. And that's just one of the conventional wisdoms or rules of thumb that people make really big decisions on that don't always make the most sense in the world. So what do you think the changes are coming? Maybe Marie, uh, you know, he said changes have to come. Are they going to raise the taxes? Are they going to reduce the benefits? Will they make it into a different kind of a means testing system? What, what do you think is going to be changed in Social Security in coming years? You know, I think it could be a combination of all of it. I think they're going to go through and they could raise the, the minimum age when you can start. They can do any of those different things that you just mentioned. So how should people plan on it? I mean, that's one of the three legs of your, your retirement. Should they expect to get less? Um, should they take Social Security starting later? Then, I mean, mo many, many people start taking it at 62 the moment they can start. Right. I think for most of the people that we deal with, the majority of their benefits are still going to be there for them. I think the younger generations are going to see most of the changes. 
I think we'll see some of them, but I don't think we'll see the type of changes that the generations that come behind us will see. And I think Social Security is such an important decision. I, I think oftentimes people don't give it the weight that it deserves. And when you're looking at social... COVID-19 situation is going to accelerate the changes that are going to come sooner than they might have otherwise because of the overall deficit? I hope so. I do. I hope so. Um, I I believe that the earlier you deal with any issue, uh, the more proactive you are, the earlier that you are dealing with any issue, the better it is and the less likely or the less... um, the less things that you have to change. So I would love to see Congress really, you know, and both sides of Congress and both sides of the Senate step up and start taking an issue like this head on because it's an important issue. And what would you recommend that they do if they were to act now? If they were to act right now on that, I mean, I'm not sure what I would say, Jordan, but I, I could tell you that I think when you look at Social Security, particularly for somebody that's just a W-2 employee, it's a pretty good deal. What you put in uh, and what you get out is a pretty good deal of, you know, consider that it's guaranteed inflation-adjusted income. Personally speaking, and, and I pay my fair share in taxes at this point in my life, but personally speaking, if you lifted the wage base past where it was today and you said, hey, we're going to tax you more for Social Security to ensure the long-term solvency of it, I'm in. I'm in for that because that's at least something that we are really benefiting our country and our society uh, versus everything else that they may be doing with the money. Very good. We're going to take another break. Uh, This is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guests this hour are Joseph DeSalvo and Marie uh, Madaris. Uh, They are at Quest Capital and Risk Management. Uh, Joseph is the president. Uh, Marie is the financial planner there. You can find out more at their website, questcapitalmanagement.com, and find out about their book called Income for Life at their website, incomeforlifebook.com. We'll be back after this. Love anime? Well, ExpressVPN is the way to access Japanese Netflix and be spirited away. But it's not just Netflix. ExpressVPN works with any streaming service such as Hulu, BBC iPlayer, YouTube, you name it. There are hundreds of VPNs out there, but the reason I use ExpressVPN is to watch shows, and it's also ridiculously fast. There's never any buffering or lag, and you can stream in HD with no problem. ExpressVPN is also compatible with all your devices, phones, media consoles, smart TVs, and more. So you can watch what you want on a personal device or on a big screen, wherever you are. Visit my special link at expressvpn.com slash moneyanswers where you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. Support the show, uh, watch what you want, wherever you may be playing in the world, and protect yourself with ExpressVPN at expressvpn.com slash moneyanswers. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Are you a homeowner tired of making monthly mortgage payments with little progress towards paying down your principal? Does paying off your home in five to seven years without making larger or more frequent payments sound appealing? 
Paying off your home in full in five to seven years is really possible thanks to Truth and Equity's Mortgage Equity Optimization System, a money management approach that puts your money to work for you 24-7. If you own a home with some equity, have a decent credit score and verifiable income, you owe it to yourself to learn more about Truth and Equity's program. There's no need to replace your mortgage or refinance in many cases. The system works for new home purchases as well as current mortgages. Your home is your largest investment. Own it outright in five to seven years. Call Truth and Equity, 888-262-5540 or visit truthandequity.com, 888-262-5540. Jordan Goodman is an affiliate. He recognizes quality solutions, forming relationships to help improve the lives of his listeners. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guests this hour are Joseph DeSalvo and Marie uh, Madaris, who are at uh, Quest Capital and Risk Management based in Long Island, New York. Uh, their uh, website is questcapitalmanagement.com. Their book is called Income for Life, The Retiree's Guide to Creating Income from Savings. The website for the book is incomeforlifebook.com. Welcome back to both of you. Thank you, Jordan. There have been two p- major pieces of reg- legislation recently affecting retired people. The first one is the SECURE Act. Maybe, Marie, just give us some of the highlights that will affect retirees from the SECURE Act. But I think one of the biggest things, biggest changes of the SECURE Act was that required minimum distributions used to start at the age of 70 and a half. And not only was 70 and a half just a confusing age for people, but it's also now on the younger side. And what this legislation did, it's moved it to age 72. So potentially giving people another year and a half where their savings can continue to grow or you have extra time to do some you know, relevant tax planning if if you want to. The other big change was um, on the IRA side, um, right, um, they, they, for some beneficiaries, they took away the stretch IRA. So now there is a 10-year window where if you're not in one of those uh, eligible beneficiaries, you have to withdraw completely the entire IRA that you inherited, which... It, we have larger and larger amounts of money in pre-tax retirement accounts. If you inherited as a child of, of someone who's passed away, you could be faced with a very big challenge. So it really put a challenge to wealth transfer because now you don't only have to look at one, um, you know, the tax bracket of the parents in order to do planning. You now have to consider the tax bracket of the children as well. Another big part of the SECURE Act was allowing small employers to offer 401ks by banding together. Do you think that's going to work and a lot of small employers are going to band together and give 401ks to their employees who haven't had them in the past? You're referring, Jordan, to what's called a MEP, uh, a multiple employer plan. It's, it's not directly in our wheelhouse. It's, you know, we're not in the corporate retirement plan business, if you will. But the things that I understand about MEPs are extremely positive for the end user consumer. Um, you know, everybody likes to talk about fees, but smaller 401ks are often laden with fees that are tied into annuity products. 
Uh, and so I think a reduction in fee is always a good thing. And I think from a liability perspective for the employer, um, as well as administrative perspective, what I understand of these MEPs is a very, very good thing for the consumer and for the employer as well. The other big legislation recently is the CARES Act, which was to help people get through uh, the coronavirus shutdown. Um, do you think it's been effective, and do you think there'll be a follow-on? What will the follow-on act might look like to help people get through this crisis? Well, I, whether it's going to be effective or not remains to be seen, um, but I, I do like what they did. To, to me, the CARES Act is, is aimed at younger people, whereby they're going to have access to their retirement savings under what is, you know, classified a coronavirus distribution or a CRD distribution, and they're going to be able to get up to $100,000 and not pay a 10% penalty. Then they're going to get some special tax treatment if they elect it to spread out the tax over three years. So that, is, on one hand, is a very, very good thing for people that are in, you know, arguably a tough spot. On the flip side of the positive of a coronavirus-related distribution is the fact that you're borrowing from the future. Because most likely, in a lot of cases, those people are not going to put that money back. So we're helping in the short term, but I don't think we can understand what the long-term implications of it are going to be. So from that perspective, I think that uh, it's a toss-up of whether it will be a good thing or a bad thing. Um, I, I like the fact that they waived required minimum distributions for the year 2020 only. For a lot of our clients, they are taking required minimum distributions. And I will tell you, RMDs are a pain point. Many of them don't want it and they don't need it. Um, but if there was ever a year to look at partial Roth conversions, particularly for people that are you know, already in RMD mode, this would be the year. They've got a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity because of the CARES Act in particular. What they might follow up with, I have no idea. Uh, time will tell. Um, so I, I don't know how to answer the last part of the question. If people have assets and they really are desperate, they need income one way or the other, probably the borrowing against the 401k is the first place they go. Is that the right place to go? Because it's going to be a low interest rate, they'll be able to get the money pretty quickly. They can pay it back through payroll deduction. Is that the first kind of place you should go if you need money in this circumstance? I would say before it would be the first place, I would ask myself, is it the only place I could go? Again, I don't, I, I don't want to be a proponent of borrowing from the future and borrowing from your future retirement savings. Um, but if it's the only place you can go, it's certainly a pretty friendly place to go to take out a loan because in essence, like you know, Jordan, you alluded to, you're basically paying yourself the interest. And the CARES Act allows for some special treatment on loans that you didn't have prior to it. Yeah. So let's talk about this coronavirus. What's positive coming out of it? I mean, most people see negative people losing their jobs. They're having to retire early. There's sickness and death all over the place. Maybe, Marie, why don't you start? What are some positives you see coming out of this dramatic situation? I think some of the positives are not necessarily financial. They're more of of a emotional well-being type of thing. I think we've got more families spending time together than we've ever spent before. I think for myself personally, I have three 
young men as children, and I've got them all home. That's something I never would have gotten had this not happened. I think also people are understanding the importance of having that emergency fund, putting putting money away for the future. Boy, if this hasn't woken people up to that, I'm not sure what will. Um, How about you, Joe? Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, you know, the positive coming out of it, again, whether it's going to happen or not remains to be seen. But I, I would hope, because look, we wrote a book because we're passionate about the topic of financial planning. And we also wrote a book because we're totally in uncharted waters, Jordan. And by that, I mean, never before have we been retiring as early as we retire, being as active as we are and living as long as we are. Couple that with the fact that it used to be the norm that you had a true pension that was going to pay you an income for the rest of your life, and that's been replaced by defined contribution plans, 401k, and and, and the like, and all of the burden really, for the most part, has been pushed to the individual. Um, I hope one of the good things that come out of this is that the, the all the negativity and all the, the 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 real fear and anxiety that we're feeling collectively as a nation i hope when it comes to personal financial planning people get crystallized on this is my wake up call the bell has now been rung let me make sure that i'm doing everything i can to get my house in order and that, I, I hope, would be the overwhelming good that comes out of this on a personal finance basis. In about a minute or so we have left, why don't you summarize, Marie, what difference it would make in people's lives to take the advice we've given this last hour as opposed to not doing it? Yeah, absolutely. I think for everybody, most of us, we, we only retire once. And as we mentioned before, it's now two to three decades long, if not more. Having a plan puts you in the driver's seat. The power comes from knowing. You, when you retire, you're faced with so many different decisions, and a lot of them you have to make quickly, and once you make them, they're irrevocable. So having a plan provides you with those guardrails in which to make the best decisions for you. And everybody wants the same. Everybody wants to have a, be able to maintain their lifestyle, maintain their independence, and have a successful retirement. Having a plan gives you that clarity and confidence in the future. And to me, that is very powerful for people. Terrific. Well, thank you both. My guests this hour have been Joseph DeSalvo, who is the president of Quest Capital and Risk Management, and Marie Madaris, who is the financial planner there. Uh, you can find out more at their website, questcapitalmanagement.com, and also find out about their book, which is called Income for Life at incomeforlifebook.com. Thank you both for being great guests on The Money Answer Show. Thank you, Jordan. Thank you, and we'll be back next week with another edition of The Money Answer Show. Goodbye for now. Thank you for joining Jordan Goodman and The Money Answer Show. If you have a question for Jordan, please visit his website at www.moneyanswers.com. And be sure to tune in every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on Voice America Business. See you next week.